At around 11.30 p.m. on April 11, 2019, dispatchers with the Wichita, Kansas Police Department received a 911 call from a concerned citizen claiming that their neighbors were fighting. The caller, Shannon Higgins, told dispatchers, quote, I was standing out on my porch. I heard very violent yelling, and then I heard people striking each other and yelling and screaming, and I still hear a woman screaming. Whatever is going on in that house is not good right now, end quote. Shannon later went on to state that he turned around to head back to his house when he heard a woman wailing in such a way that made his stomach sink. Then he observed a man pushing a woman inside their trailer and shutting the door. These neighbors in question were 26-year-old Patrick Robert Jovanovich and his girlfriend, 22-year-old Brandy Kai Marchant. The couple resided at the Riverside Mobile Home Park in the 4500 block of South Hydraulic Avenue in Wichita and had just moved in a few months prior. The couple was known to the Wichita Police Department. In fact, over the past year and a half, officers responded to calls about the family 22 times. Many of those calls were placed when the family lived in their previous address in the Oakview neighborhood on the 4900 block of Jade Avenue. Between November of 2017 and April of 2019, dispatchers received calls from concerned neighbors, Patrick's mother, Donna Lloyd, and even the couple themselves. Several of the calls were in regard to Brandy threatening to take her own life. In one such incident, a pregnant Brandy allegedly held the knife to her own throat. In March of 2018, Donna Lloyd placed a call regarding Brandy. She told dispatchers, quote, she slapped my 11-month-old grandbaby. You guys came out and didn't do a damn thing about it. That baby was over here for two days with her fingerprints on his face when he's 11 months old. She needs some kind of psychotic help. There's something wrong with her, and this is not healthy for my grandbaby. He's just a one-year-old, end quote. On February 3rd, 2019, a call was placed and dispatchers overheard Patrick and Brandy in the middle of a heated argument. There was cursing, accusations of infidelity, and sounds of a scuffle. When officers responded to their home shortly after, the couple claimed that they had been fighting about money. Brandy also claimed that she was bipolar and off her meds due to a lapse in her state-provided insurance coverage. January 20th, 2018. Marijuana, do you have an emergency? Are you calling? Patrick Yovanovitch calls 911 about his fiancée, Brandy Marchant. I need the cops at 4957 South Jade. My fiancée just put a knife through her throat and is trying to... That's just one of 18 calls to the same home since January 2018. Many calls came from Brandy. My boyfriend tried to test me and I pushed him off of me and I made him hit his head on the wall. Okay. And I smashed my son earlier. We know Zayden was living in the home with them at the time. He was just 11 months old when that call was made. It's clear domestic violence was a common theme between Marchin and Yovanovitch. This call is from June of 2018. Ma'am, can I have your boyfriend's name, please? No, I am leaving. I am going to my mother's where I'm safe. You can leave me alone now. Marchin's mental health is also a common concern, like in this call from Patrick in September of 2018. Do we know if she's injured at all yet or... I have no clue. All I know is she told me she told me she was gonna and then she sent me a message and said I did it. The last and possibly most alarming call came from the same address in February of this year, two months before Zayden died. Hello? Through the emergency and can't speak, please press a button. Hello? 
Officers who weren't surprised by this call made their way over to the couple's trailer. When they arrived on the scene, they found Patrick and Brandy walking about the trailer park. Now, there are conflicting reports as to what they were arguing about. Some claimed the two began to fight because Brandy was sleeping the day away due to the fact that she was annoyed with her son, Zayden, who had been crying nonstop the day prior. However, other reports claim that the argument stemmed from some frivolous need to go to the gas station. Brandy, who was in shorts, complained that she was cold, but refused to move the interview indoors because she claimed that her house was a mess. However, due to the fact that police became aware that the couple had children inside, they opted to do a wellness check. Patrick agreed to let the officers in, but only if they agreed not to wake them. Inside of their tiny trailer, Patrick and Brandy lived with two of their children two-year-old Zayden and his four-month-old brother, Ty. Patrick was not the father of the baby, which gave credence to the accusations of infidelity heard on the previous 911 call. In fact, Ty's father was a man by the name of Julius Kasura. At the time of his birth, the little boy was born with weed in his system, but for whatever reason, CPS allowed Brandy to retain custody. In addition, Brandy had two older sons that she did not have custody of, and Patrick had an older daughter who would visit on weekends from time to time. Once inside, officers allegedly heard a baby cooing and found Ty wedged under a pillow on the side of his crib. Allegedly, the crib was loaded with pillows and stuffed animals. One would think that with Ty being Brandy's fourth child, she'd know that such items are hazardous to infants and could cause them to suffocate, but Brandy isn't exactly mom of the year. At the same time, another officer located Zayden, who was laying face down in his pack and play. He was surrounded by his own vomit. His tiny body was wrapped tightly in a beige blanket and he was cold to the touch. In fact, his temperature was only 94.9 degrees and Zayden wasn't responding. After the officer unwrapped him from his blanket, they found an even more troubling scene. Zayden was wearing footy pajamas, like the Carter Styles one with the zipper down the front. But his arms weren't inside the sleeves. Instead, the sleeves had been tied tightly in a knot around the two-year-old's throat. The officers removed the pajamas and observed that Zayden's tiny body was littered with bruises in all colors, black, blue, purple, green. This proved that he had sustained injuries over time. Some were fresh, some were healing. He was also severely malnourished. The officers used baby wipes to clear Zayden's airway and attempted CPR, but he was already gone. When emergency services arrived, they pronounced Zayden Jovanovich dead at 12.01 a.m. Ty was taken to the hospital where it was observed that he was notably small for his age. After being weighed, the doctor stated that he weighed a mere eight pounds. Now, according to Medical News Today, the average weight of a four-month-old baby boy is 15 pounds, seven ounces. Ty weighed about as much as your average newborn. Additionally, Ty too was covered in bruises, much like his older brother. He had a bruise on his left ear and a swollen jaw, which was consistent with Donna Lloyd's complaints that Brandy was slapping her baby. He also had two healing rib fractures, which doctors believed were about two weeks old, 
in addition to a severe diaper rash that in turn caused Ty to have a yeast infection. At autopsy, Zayden was covered with abrasions and contusions in addition to the bruising that I mentioned previously, many of which were located on his head and torso. These abrasions on his face looked similar to the ones you might get if someone was holding a pillow over your face, or as one doctor put it, his face being forced down onto something by someone pushing on the back of his head. Now, as we mentioned before, Zayden was extremely malnourished. The average two-year-old boy weighs roughly 27 pounds. Zayden's case, he only weighed just under 15 pounds at the time of his death, closer to what his four-month-old baby brother should have weighed. Now, toxicology tests indicated that crystal meth was found in the little boy's brain. His tiny body was already starting to decompose, which indicated he'd been left in that state for several hours at the very least. In the end, the medical examiner concluded that Zayden died as a result of dehydration and malnutrition, and the manner of death was a homicide. He was laid to rest in the Whitechapel Memorial Gardens in Wichita beneath a granite gravestone. Engraved was a teddy bear holding two balloons and the inscription, in loving memory, Zayden Patrick Jovanovich, Bubba, March 8th, 2017, to April 11th, 2019. Patrick Jovanovich and Brandy Marchant were arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree homicide, two counts of CA, and one count of aggravated child endangerment. A second child endangerment charge was later added due to the fact that the couple had starved baby Ty. The two were taken to the Sedgwick County Jail and held in a $200,000 bond. On June 9, 2019, Patrick was attacked by inmate Lawrence Brown, and so he had to undergo brain surgery. At her arraignment on September 9, 2019, Brandy pled not guilty, and Patrick did the same the following day. In addition, his attorney, Trisha Oldridge, requested a mental evaluation be done on her client due to his attack. Due to his injuries, Patrick was deemed incompetent to stand trial and was sent to Larne State Hospital, which is the largest psychiatric facility in the state of Kansas. On the topic of both of the little boys being starved, officers that arrived on the scene noted the absence of food in Patrick and Brandy's trailer. In fact, the cupboard and fridge were totally bare. But of course, Patrick and Brandy contested this fact. According to Patrick, he fed Zayden the morning the police responded to their trailer before he headed off to work. He did not see him after work that same day by his own admission. So he had no clue, allegedly, that his two-year-old son was lying dead in his pack and play, slowly decomposing. According to Brandy, she and Zayden had allegedly been under the weather for several days. So she restrained him inside of his own pajamas so that he couldn't escape his pack and play and cry at the door. Apparently, Zayden had been crying a lot, and this annoyed the mom of the year. The day prior, Brandy had sent the following text to Patrick, quote, I am losing it. I need to stay somewhere. Zayden just won't stop. I can't even watch effing TV. And he had three bags of oatmeal and two things of yogurt, and he is still screaming, end quote. Brandy, he's freaking two years old. She claimed that on the morning of the incident, she went to bed at around 6 a.m. and slept throughout most of the day. And much like Patrick, had no idea that her son was dead. In the wake of Zayden's death, his little brother Ty was taken into custody by CPS. And thankfully, he made a full recovery. You might be asking yourself, where was his father, Julius Kasura during all of this? 
Well, up until Zayden's death, Brandy had been playing games, not allowing Julius access to his son and causing a ton of drama. He wasn't even sure that Ty was his child until a paternity test was completed. He didn't even get to see Ty at the hospital because Brandy didn't put his name on his birth certificate. According to the father, quote, I had no clue, regardless if it was my son or not, if I was aware of any of that, I would have reported it. I would have done something. Brandy didn't strike me as the kind of person that would do anything like this, end quote. Julius, who goes by the name Juice on Facebook, appears to have several children that he loves and cares for very much as a single dad. As of 2020, Julius finally regained full custody of his little boy. With this in mind, I would like to give a shout out to one of my favorite true crime creators, Lane from Suffer the Little Children. As I'm sure you're aware, handling children's cases takes quite a toll on you, so much that very few creators want to cover them. Time and time again, Lane does great work, and if you were touched by Zayden's story, I highly suggest heading over to her page and checking out her coverage. Not only is she an amazing creator who truly cares about the children that she's covering, but she also has an exclusive interview with Ty's dad. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but please go over to Lane and show her some love. In July of 2022, Patrick Jovanovich and Brandy Marchant pled guilty to the reduced charges of second-degree reckless homicide, aggravated kidnapping, and CA. Apparently during this time, Patrick became well enough to stand trial. As part of their deal, they were sentenced to 322 months in prison and will have to register as violent offenders upon release. At the time of their sentencing, Brandy was 26 years old and Patrick was 31. If they serve all of their time, they will be 53 and 58 years old at release and will still get to live out their lives in freedom, even though they stole Zayden's. 